بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين صلى الله وسلم وبارك على خاتم النبيين وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته Continuing when we have started already talking about the case of self-purification Tonight we are going to move to some kind of another topic which is coming under the same case but it is going to concentrate in the case of the heart worshipping what do we mean by heart worshipping does the heart make salah or psalm or hajj or zakah or are these some certain and important worshipping that's done only by the heart when we remember the hadith of Muhammad which is narrated by Al-Bukhari and Muslim that Al-Nu'man ibn Bashir radiallahu anhum said that Muhammad said the meaning of the hadith the end of it that in the, in the body of the human being there is a piece of meat amount of what you chew of meat yani this much and this piece of meat if it is good clean then the whole body will follow if it is not also the whole body will follow ala wa inna fil jasadi mudgha idha salahat salah al jasad kulluh وَإِذَا فَتَلَتْ فَتَلَ الْجَسَدُ كُلُّهُ أَلَا وَهِيَ الْقَلْبِ The heart. So actually Muhammad sallallahu in this hadith and some other hadith he urged us to take care of this heart. Not physically. Not the case of this heart now we have to take care of it so it will not have a heart attack or blood pressure and so on. High blood pressure and so on. No. It's the case of that a mental care that this heart will be clean so it will lead the body to the clean things and if it's not clean it will lead the body also to the wrong things so we need to talk about these kind of worshippings that done only by the heart we'll start tonight with one of the most important one of them the case of love love to the people usually think that this is the case of loving a lady or a lady loving a man because it's destroyed by the wrong mass media what's known among the, يعني, the mass media is that love is, means that between man and woman it's not the case of the, يعني, that this is a great word a very big word could contain a lot of kind of love not one kind of love only so to clear it out or to clarify it out is to say that love actually is four types love is actually four types first one is to love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala second one is to love for Allah's sake yani for the sake of Allah to love someone or some people for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the third one is to love with Allah that's polytheism the fourth one is to love the natural love maybe we have discussed some of these before but tonight we need to concentrate on them a little bit because it's very important for a Muslim to know how to deal with the case of love loving Allah and also loving 
for the sake of Allah both of them are worshipping it's not done by hands or by tongue it's done by the heart so we need to take care of this kind of worshipping so it will be leading us to purify ourselves to love Allah of course is the top of them and it is a true love and the most important love so someone will say the case of the heart cannot be controlled love and hate is not up to me yes true but if you remember if a Muslim remember that why would I love Allah why would I love for the sake of Allah why would I hate also for the sake of Allah then he will know and he will be capable of controlling his heart in this side take an example why we love Allah of course loving Allah is a natural thing it should be actually because the human being is naturally will love the person who give him a help yeah I just imagine that one day one of these rich people stops beside you and say listen I'll give you one million riyadh without reason this guy is mashallah so you will love him because he has helped you a lot maybe you are in desperate need of that so in every place you are sitting wallahi ya shaykh that guy mashallah fantastic man maybe he's not fantastic at all maybe he's a bad person but just because he gave us this one million riyal khalas he's number one to us that's because a human being naturally the loves the people who are gifts them something or help them in some cases yeah just another example if you are in a trouble with some of these governmental departments in the traffic police or whatever and someone come and help you out without of course money or anything and he's just helping you just for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wallahi you love this guy jazahallah khair wallahi he is a very good guy he came and helped me out in this and this just because he did for us one certain favor like what about the one subhanahu wa ta'ala who is giving us everything on us every grace on us is from him subhanahu wa ta'ala وَمَا بِكُمْ مِنْ نِعْمَةٍ فَمِنَ اللَّهِ every نِعْمَةٍ every grace on us from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala our sight our hearing our minds our hearts our bodies all these things whatever we have money children houses whatever we have is from him subhanahu wa ta'ala so if this is all all these grace are from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala how are a person wouldn't love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the more important thing is the big ni'mah which is that we are directed to be a Muslims to be Muslims وَأَمَّا بِنِعْمَةِ رَبِّكَ فَحَدِّدْ big ni'mah the biggest grace that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala given us is to be Muslims that's why we say imagine that one of us is born among a Hindu family or a Christian family or a Buddhist family in Thailand as an example how much he will suffer before he, he revert or come back to Islam ask those people who will really revert to Islam when they are in their old age ask them how much they suffered in their life how much troubles they face troubles not the dunya the troubles they have troubles but when they, when they really face 
the faith of Islam, the faith, the faith of Iman, then they really understand that this is really a thing that they're looking for. I have seen so many of them from all around the world, from the United States up to Philippines, to Japan, up to Europe, when they really taste the true taste of Iman, they cry. They cry, truly, truly they cry. A few days ago we had one of our students in Rauda calling out his office. He's American from New York. This guy accepted Islam lately. But mashallah, the guy really running much and much for his deen. Why? When I asked him, he said, Wallahi, I never tasted true life before I come to Islam. I had full freedom in the United States, whatever I want, I am rich, I have all of these things, whatever you think of is there, is available. But I never tasted true life until I really accepted Islam as the true deen. Then I enjoyed it, I enjoyed my life. I left a lot of my things that really people think is the case of happiness. No, I really left them away. I just found really the truth, the happiness, true happiness is in Islam. So every grace on us is from Him subhanahu wa ta'ala. So He really deserves to be loved. A true love. A true love that really will lead us to obey Him subhanahu wa ta'ala. True love, not a false love. Some people say, well, I love Allah, I love Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. come and obey Him. Ah, then things come to change. He's too busy to think of obeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or obeying Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Because it's easy, she bores is easy. Wallahi, I love you, Rasulullah, I love you, Allah. I love Rasulullah, Rasulullah. Come and obey Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Follow Muhammad Sallallahu Sunnah. Too busy. So it's just words by tongue, it's easy. Very easy, very simple. Everybody can say it. But when it comes to practice, that's why we say, Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala, when He showed us in His holy book, they love Allah truly. True love because they understand that all graces they have is from Him subhanahu wa ta'ala. They understand that He is the most merciful subhanahu wa ta'ala. They understand that He is the most generous. The one who subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us for one single hasana, ten times to seven hundred times to more than that. And for one single sayyah, one sayyah only. Can you find someone gives you for one real, ten riyals, to up, up to seven hundred riyals, up to more than that. And when you take one real, he counts it only one real. You cannot find this. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the most generous. All He wants from you, all He wants from us, is to obey Him subhanahu wa ta'ala. To do what He told us to do, and what we are doing actually is for our own benefit. Is He going to benefit from our deeds? Subhanallah. What is He going to benefit subhanahu wa ta'ala? No way, nothing, not at all. He doesn't need us. He doesn't need our sadaqah, he doesn't need our salah. He wants us to do it for our own good. 
for our own good, for our own sake. But that will not give him anything, subhanahu wa ta'ala. No benefit for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this case. But he wants us to be. So that's really, if someone really, يعني, your father as an example, who takes care of you, who took care of you since you are very young, until you became a man, and he doesn't want anything from you, don't you think that he deserves love? Of course. Your mother who has been doing all these things for you, taking care of you, taking this out of you, giving you milk, taking, subhanallah, until you become strong enough, don't you love her? Of course we do. Because he's not looking for anything from us. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, وَلِلَّهِ الْمَثَلِ الْأَعْلَى He gave us everything and he wants nothing from us. And if he ordered us to do something, he did this for us because it's for our, for our own good. When a person prays, he's not giving Allah anything, subhanahu wa ta'ala. But actually, he's taking care of himself. He's really receiving the, the reward of salah. As Muhammad told us, When he prays truly, he enjoys prayer. He has relaxation to his heart, calm to his heart when he does the salah. Now who is getting the benefit now? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the person himself. When he remembers Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with dhikr, istighfar, other dhikr, who is going to be benefit? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The person himself is going to get the benefit. Because when he does this, Allah told us in the holy book, أَلَا بِذِكْرِ اللَّهِ تَطْمَئِنُّ الْقُلُوبِ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا تَطْمَئِنُّ قُلُوبُهُمْ بِذِكْرِ اللَّهِ أَلَا بِذِكْرِ اللَّهِ تَطْمَئِنُّ الْقُلُوبِ Their hearts become calm because of the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What benefit Allah is getting from us in this case? Who is getting the benefit? We. So he is giving us and he is giving us for our own sake, for our own good. Doesn't he deserve to be loved? Subhanahu wa ta'ala. And again to say, this love, although it is a must, although it's a natural thing to do, still should not be only by words. Ya Allah, I love you. Thank you, Ya Allah. I'm at salam. No, no. To love Allah is to obey Him. To do what He told us to do. To refrain from doing what He does not like. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is the first part of the case of love. And it is really a fantastic medicine for those hearts who are having a lot of headache, a lot of troubles. When they love Allah, they will enjoy, they will enjoy their lives. Second one is to love for the sake of Allah. And the only one to be loved for, for his own sake is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Wahdahu la sharika. Whereas Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Muhammad will be loved but for the sake of Allah. The only one to be loved by for his own sake is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the best person who walked on earth, is the first person to be loved, more than ourselves, more than our children, more than our... Remember the hadith of Umar ibn Khattab radiallahu anhu. He was walking with Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and he said, Ya Rasulullah, I love you more than anything else except myself. He said, no. Not enough. So Umar thought, Am I right? No. Ya Rasulullah, I love you more than anything else, even myself. Then he said to him, Al-Ana Ya Umar. 
Al-Ana ya Umar. Now ya Umar you have got Iman or faith. So we are required to love Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam more than our children, more than our money, our parents, our dunya, our selves themselves. Otherwise no Iman. No faith. لا يؤمن أحدكم حتى أكون أحب إليه من ولده وماله والناس أجمعين. So إيمان is not accepted in here unless the person really loves Muhammad صلى الله عليه وسلم more than anything else except Allah سبحانه وتعالى of course. So to love Allah this is the first case. To love for Allah's sake or the sake of Allah سبحانه وتعالى this is the second case and it's also worshiping. To love the good people. The good Muslims, from wherever they are coming, from your country or from other countries, from your color or different color, from your language, different language, you love them just because they are good Muslims. That's among Muslims. Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he told us that mu'mineen are like one body, and he put his fingers like this. Can you move his fingers? You cannot. Khalas, they stick together. So mu'mineen, believers, should be one body. That's why he gave us the example that if you have a, a, a toothache, the whole body will have a problem, maybe a fever, because the whole body is the same, one body. The, 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 the nation of Islam, the mu'mineen should have the same thing. If a Muslim or a group of Muslims are hurted somewhere in this world, we should really feel the feeling that these Muslims are hurted. Some people they don't care. They don't care what happens to Muslims in the Philippines, what happens to Muslims in Shishan, what happens to Muslims in Kashmir, what happens to Muslims in Afghanistan, what happens to Muslims in Iraq, in Palestine. How many people care about that? Subhanallah al How many people care about their neighbors? Maybe we don't have people here in this area that they don't, don't find food to eat. But Muhammad Hassan told us that a neighbor will not be a mu'min if his neighbor sleeps hungry while he is full. Yeah, we are supposed to see our neighbors. Do they have enough food to eat tonight or not? If we are full and we don't care about the other, there's no iman in here. And they used to make more water in the food so this soup will be enough for not only for the house but for the neighbors also. Many of you say now you know people are not really hungry for soup or for food now. Alhamdulillah everybody. But this is maybe in some areas, some other Muslim areas they don't. They don't have this. Maybe it's been one or two days that they cannot find food to eat. Subhanallah al Where are Muslims? Where is the body, one body? So we love Muslims for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala not because they are our nationals or because they are our friends or because we like them or they are really nice people not, no the case that we love them only just because Allah loves them and Allah told us to love them and that's worshipping this is ibadah the third type is to love with Allah وَمِنَ النَّاسِ مَنْ يَتَّخِذُ مِنْ دُونِ اللَّهِ أَنْدَادًا يُحِبُّونَهُمْ كَحُبِّ اللَّهِ They love them like they love Allah. So they give them love more than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. How is that? Some of the Mufassirin, 
when they talked about the story of, of Ibrahim alayhi salam when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave him the first son Ismail alayhi salam while Ibrahim alayhi salam was 80 years old yani he was 80 years old and no children just imagine after 80 years he had a child how would he feel about this child of course he will love he will love it he will love him a lot what happens that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wanted to keep the heart of Ibrahim with the big love only for him subhanahu wa ta'ala so he told Ibrahim to kill his son to slaughter his son the only son after 80 years and Ibrahim was ordered to kill him so Ibrahim understood the case that his heart should be only loving Allah and no one with him Ibrahim did not, of course, Ibrahim السلام, did not commit shirk. Astaghfirullah, no. But the case of the rough sometimes is not up to us. That's what we talk about when we talk about the case of natural love. But those mushrikeen, those prophets, they have their other worship, other than Allah Ta'ala, be loved more than they love Allah or saying that they love Allah Ta'ala. That's a big case. If we come to the fourth one, which will turn us back to the third one again, but let's talk about the fourth one so to see what we mean here. If a man loves his wife or children, or the lady loves her husband or children more than Allah allowed, then it becomes what? Polyphism. Natural love is natural love. It's fine. But if this natural love leads to points that the man will love his children, that he will obey his children on rejecting what Allah told him to do. Have you ever heard the man asking his wife, can I go for salah? That's happening. Have you ever seen a man bring dirty satellites to his house because his children are pressing him to bring it? That's happening. In this case, what is he doing? He's disobeying Allah just because of the love of the children. Ah, that's, fun. that's very dangerous. This could lead to polyhism, which is the number three we're talking about. When we obey the beloved ones, in the case which is disobeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that's polyphism. We love them, yes, no, no problem. That's why it's a very strange thing that we Muslims are allowed, I mean Muslim men are allowed to marry Ahlul Kitab ladies, Jew or Christian. Comes the question here. We know that the husband will love his wife. That's natural, isn't it? And how come he is loving a Jew or a Christian? Ah, that's natural love. Not loving her, her deen, her Christianity or her Judaism. No. He is loving her as a lady. Natural love. But there is a problem here. If this love exceeds, go extra than it's supposed to be, that he will love some of her deen, or leave some of his deen just to satisfy her, then it is polyphism. Very simple if you just take it this way. How come Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala suffered us to ask Allah why? But He is allowing us to marry the Kafir lady, Christian or Jew only, of course. But He's telling us also not to love her, the love which will lead to polyphism. So love in here, fine. And actually Allah, yani Nuh alayhi salam, as another example, used to love his son. 
and he tried to defend him and he tried to bring him to Islam but the same refused so he made dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Rabbi inna bini min ahli wa inna wa'daka al-haq wa anta arhamu al-rahimi qila ya nuhu innahu laysa min ahlik ah he is not one of you one of your family he is his son but this case ahlik here means as the Mufassirin said the people of your deen he is his son yes he is from his ahl his family yes but he is not from his family of deen قيل يا نوح إنه ليس من أهلك إنه عمل غير صالح سبحان الله نوح عليه السلام with his son and his wife لوط عليه السلام with his wife it is a test from Allah سبحانه وتعالى to see إبراهيم عليه السلام with his father his father the one who had done a lot of things for him then that father refuses to accept Islam فَلَمَّا تَبَيَّنَ لَهُ أَنَّهُ عَدُوٌ لِلَّهِ تَبَرَّأَ مِنْهِ خلاص وَلَا أَنْ بَرَأَ الْهِيرِ هاتم أو هاتطائر خلاص هي إذا كافر خلاص مع السلام because love and hate here should be only for Allah سبحانه وتعالى not for anybody else not because he is my father or he is my son or she is my wife or so on I will love them in a natural love, no problem. Muhammad Sallallahu used to love Abu Talib in a natural love. But that natural love did not stop on the side of hating him because he's a kafir. That's why when Ali ibn Abi Talib came to Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and he said, Your kafir uncle, he means his father, or he did die. What should I do with him? So he told him, take him to the, de- the desert, make a dig on earth and throw him in there. Subhanallah. Abu Talib, the one who was defending Muhammad yes but he was a kafir and he refused to accept la ilaha illallah while he was dying you remember the story and hadith is in sahih Muhammad knew that Abu Talib is dying so he came to him he found Abu Jahl and Abdullah ibn Umar two of Qurayshi leaders Abu Jahl died as a kafir and Abdullah ibn Umar accepted Islam later on so he came to him and said Ya Am Oh my uncle, please, say la ilaha illallah. I will defend you with la ilaha illallah on the judgment day. And see how bad the bad friends, what they do to the person. Abu Jah said, Oh, Abu Talib, are you going to accept your son's or your nephew's deen? And you leave your father's deen? Are you leaving Abu Abdul Muttalib's deen? He put him in the, in, in, in the uh, bad place. If he says I will leave Abu Talib, Abdul Muttalib's deen, that means a lot. The people will talk about Abu Talib a lot. So he said, no, he, he Abu Talib, is on Abdul Muttalib's deen. And he died. Na'udhu Billah. So he rejected to say la ilaha illallah. So he died as a prophet, as a kafir, as a mushrik. Not like the Shia trying to say that he is, uh, he accepted Islam in the last time of his life. Because there is some other eyes explaining that he died in Kufr. ما كان النبي الذين آمنوا يستغفروا للمشركين ولو كانوا أولي قربا من بعد ما تبين لهم أنهم أصحاب الجحيم محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم was trying to استغفار for أبو طالب but Allah told him not to do because أبو طالب died in كفر 
So the natural love is there. Muhammad used to love Abu Talib as a natural love because he was defending him. And he was his uncle. One of the best uncles. Hamza, of course, he was accepted Islam. Al-Abbas. And Abu Talib. Abu Talib was a bad one. A bad one, as you know. Abu Talib is clearly from the beginning. He was an enemy of Muhammad. He had the hate, hateness of both. Deen hateness and natural hateness. But Abu Talib, no. Muhammad did not love him in, because of the deen. He hated him because of the deen, but he loved him naturally. Then comes the question. Can we gather both in the same time? Love and hate? Yes. Is that when we deal with a Muslim, a bad Muslim? A bad Muslim means the person who is a Muslim, he says, he prays, and he has no contradictions of La ilaha illallah, but he is falling into some bad deeds drinking alcohol or drugs and so on how do we deal with him? love him or hate him? both we love him because he is a Muslim and he is doing salah and so on and we hate him also because he is doing these bad things so both hate and love come together so Muhammad وسلم, used to love Abu Talib as an uncle and as a defender of him that's a natural love and used to hate him because he was a kafir this, this big word love is really big word. And when you taste it with faith to love Allah, to love for the sake of Allah, then you will know what is meant by that and you do inshallah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the, is the best one subhanahu wa ta'ala to be loved. As we said in the beginning. Because every grace in us is from him subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we have no other choice except to love him subhanahu wa ta'ala but this love should not be only just a word or just a feeling in the heart how do we know that we love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when we come to see what he wants from us we do it when he, what he wants us to, to, to refrain from doing and we leave what we refrain from doing that's the true love just to say I feel that I love Allah and to say by your son that I love Allah but when it comes that he wants me to do something and I didn't do it, be greedy in my money, I didn't give zakat, it's a problem. That, that, that gives the, the, the answer that I am I'm just lying in my saying that I love Allah. So what comes out of the body actually is giving the evidence of what is in the heart. And it cannot be that we love someone in the heart and we hate him by action. cannot be. And of course not even the vice versa. And this was the case of hypocrites. So when we love Allah, when we love Rasulullah Sallam, we'll obey him in what he wants from us. When he says us, وسلم, that we are supposed to pray the five times in, in masjid, in the masjid with the, with the jama'ah, we directly do. And I just remind you always of the story of Talha bin Ubaidillah when he heard Muhammad وسلم, in the masjid saying, Ya Ibadallah Jerusalem, sit down. And Talha bin Abaydullah was outside of the masjid, so he sat down in the street. Just because he loves Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and he loves to obey Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Although he's not supposed, and he doesn't have to stay in the, in, the, in, in the street. He doesn't have to stay or sit down in the street. He could have got into the masjid and sat down. That's why some Sahaba when they pass by Talha bin Abaydullah in the street sitting, they say, why are you sitting in here? Well, I heard Muhammad saying, Ya Ibadullah Jerusalem, so I sat, sat down. I can't really. And the story of that lady I told you before, that young girl, 
young lady that Rasulullah sent Julaibib, an ugly man. When you say ugly, the, the creation of the body, otherwise his heart is not ugly. Sahabi. He was an ugly guy, short. Nobody wants to give, يعني, to give him his daughter for marriage. So he came to Muhammad and said, Allah, I want to marry. Nobody gives me his daughter for marriage. So Muhammad sent him to one of the Ansar, the Medina people. I said, go to this person and say, Muhammad is Say salamu alaykum and give me your daughter for marriage. So Julaibib went to that house, knocked the door. When the man came out, he gave him the salam of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And he said, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is telling you to give me your daughter for marriage. Allahu Akbar, the man was in bad shape. What can we do? He said, okay, just give us a chance. And he went inside, the man, the father, and went inside and met the, the, the wife, the mother of that girl. And he told her the story. He said, no, 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 we cannot. How can we give our daughter to Julaibib? That's impossible. Listen to Iman. That girl, from her own room, she said, I will marry that man. Allow me to marry him. They said, what are you saying? He said, where are you going from what Allah told us, subhanahu wa ta'ala? وَمَا كَانَ بِمُؤْمِنٍ وَلَا مُؤْمِنَةٍ إِذَا قَضَى اللَّهُ وَرَسُولُهُ أَمْرًا أَنْ يَكُنْ لَهُمُ الْخِيرَةُ مِنْ أَمْرِهِ How? The meaning of this ayah that no mu'min or mu'mina have choice. If Allah decided something, God Rasulullah doesn't decide something, no choice. خلاص. Finish. If Allah decides something, خلاص, we have to take it as Allah decided, subhanahu wa ta'ala, his holy book, that alcoholic is haram, خلاص, haram. Allah decided in his book, subhanahu wa ta'ala, that we are not supposed to look to the women in anywhere else, except those, those ones halal for us, خلاص, finish. We don't go and run and try to find the exact, to run away from what the word of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is a big, big evidence for us that we are not really loving Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The true love is to obey him subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَمَا كَانَ لِمُؤْمِنٍ وَلَا مُؤْمِنَةٍ إِذَا قَضَى اللَّهُ وَرَسُولُهُ أَمْرًا أَنْ يَكُونَ لَهُمْ خِيرَةُ مِنْ أَمْرِهِ No choice. No choice. It's خلاص. It's the only one choice is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said. This is our choice. So the, the girl directly told her father and mother, her parents, this ayah. So they said, okay, fine. Since you have already accepted and this is the ayah, خلاص. So they went to Jalayim and said, Khalas, fine, we'll let you marry our daughter. Before marriage, there was a battle. Jalayim left to the battle to fight, and he was killed in that battle, without touching the girl. Now the girl, because she's a mu'mina, Allah SWT took care of her. She did not have that husband who everybody is running away from him, and she still obeyed Allah SWT and Rasulullah Allahu Akbar. See how Iman, how faith, drives the person in the correct way. Give him the best in life, best in the judgment day. Just obey Allah, obey Rasulullah Sallam, and you find yourself in the best shape. So you say, how can I obey? And if I say, if I leave riba, I will leave a lot of my money. If I don't have a satellite at home, my children will go to the neighbors to see. If I don't smoke, I will feel headache. Subhanallah al-Azim. Who told you so? Who told you so? Uh, one of our sheikhs, he was asked, Yes, yeah, sheikh, if we don't bring the TV into our houses, 
our children will go to our neighbors and see bad things, worse than what we have. Said, okay, what if your children drink alcohol with the neighbors? You drink alcohol at home so they will not go to the neighbors? What kind of examples are these? Just because to keep them away from the neighbors, you give them alcohol? Just imagine a man, his son is taking drugs. Jarrah is an example to call him in order, right? Huh? He's taking drugs and with the neighbor's son. So we say, okay, to keep him from this bad boy, I'll bring him at home, I'll bring him Jarrah at home. So he can smoke. Maybe I'll share with him also. What kind of, of uh, solutions are these? We have to take these things clearly without any hesitation. Allah is telling us this, we have to take it. Muhammad is telling us this, we have to take it directly. Whether we like it or not. Because we do not know what the wisdom behind that. Sometimes the wisdom is to just force ourselves to be in the right track. Because giving ourselves its desire, it will destroy us. If a person, every time he desires something and he takes it, then he will be in trouble. Because one day he will go and desire the other people's things. As I told you before, there was a discussion with one Saudi uh, secularist, person who doesn't believe that deen should be taking care of everything. He said deen is in the masjid only. And he said, we have to have freedom. Liberalism. I told him, okay, fine. You want freedom? He said, yes. He said, am I free to buy um, a gun? He said, yes. He said, am I free to kill you? He said, no. But it's my money, and my gun, and my hand. So I'm free to use it. Why you stop me? Why you stop my freedom? He said, no, you cannot. You cannot kill the others. This is, this is, uh, your freedom should be stopped. Ah, okay. My freedom should stop into some borders. But these borders are made by Islam differently. So we have borders to our freedom, to our desires. We cannot have whatever we want. Can a man have his wife and have a wife to the neighbor also? The freedom, he's free. Why you stop him from his freedom? Why you hurt him by his freedom? He's free to talk to the others and maybe enjoy. In the West, they are having rage, right? Group of people, or one person is raping a lady as an example. Why is he raping? Why does he rape? Why they are free and available everywhere? Not only, not with money. You will find this, some, some countries they are selling with money. In the West, no, there is no money. The girl will come to you and I will go to the man and take him to the bed. It's freedom, it's free. But still they have freedom. Why? Because freedom is freedom. Now, to say that, okay, the man, that man, he wants the wife of the other person, or the girlfriend of the other person, she won't accept. So he will rape. Is this part of his freedom? Of course not. Same thing for ourselves now, we take it this, this way. Our freedom should be stopped into some borders. These borders should be the borders of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We have to treat this uh, ourselves in the track that we will not let her go the, way, the wrong way. We would love to have more money. Okay. My salary is this much. It's not enough for me. Why don't I take under tables? I'm not hurting anybody. I'm just helping the others by some way, you know, 
this uh, paper cannot go without signature of the mudir, I'll go to the mudir and play with game with him and he will sign for me and this, so I'll take the money. I did not hurt anybody. No, you did. Freedom is here is not complete. We have to stop in the cases that this is Rishwa and Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam have cursed the person who takes Rishwa, the person who gives Rishwa, the person who is in between. These two who is making Rishwa. Ah, so freedom has borders. And these borders are by Islam as the least borders. These words that will stop ourselves from going wrongly in drinking, in eating, in sleeping, in, in, in sex, in everything. There are borders that will be fantastic for us. And you can see now what did the, the, the bad freedom happen to, what did it do to the Westerns, especially. How much AIDS? How much other disease, general disease? How much and how much you will see? The freedom did not do them anything. But Islam's borders or Islam freedom, which is made the best for the human being, made the Muslims happy. Because everybody knew his borders, so he will not hurt the others. Back to the case, just to summarize it, to say that love is a really deed of the heart. And this love should be done in three or three times, or four times, four times. To love Allah, to love for the sake of Allah, to love with Allah, which is polytheism, and natural love. These are four cases we have discussed tonight, and I hope that uh, I have explained it enough for all my brothers. If you have any questions, I'm ready to hear from you. Jazakumullah khair. Just to remind the brothers, um, questions which have been asked last week, and we promised to look for the answers. Unfortunately, up to now, we cannot find the answers. We'll continue, inshallah, looking for them. And as soon as we get them, we'll answer you, inshallah, for these questions. Seeing the topic tonight is, uh, have been explained enough, so no questions. Jazakumullah khair. See you, inshallah, next time. Not, not, no, no, we are not giving judgment like this. And we said that if he is giving the love of the children or the wife, يعني, more than the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that he obeys him in ma'afiyat Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that could lead to polytheism. As, as you have to remember that polytheism is not one level, but not one type. Polytheism could be major polytheism, which will exclude from Islam, and could be minor polytheism, which is not excluded from Islam. So we have to be careful not to give big judgment like this. We'll say just, this is in general. Could be. It depends on the intention of the person. And the intention of the person here is important. If he intended to say, I don't care what Allah says, the most important to me is what my wife or my children want, then this could lead to major problems. If he is doing this and he is still making his tirfar and say, may Allah ta'ala forgive me for this, this could be only a sin. So we don't give yani, one judgment for all of the cases. We have to, plus we are not really supposed to think of the persons or personalize the judgments. But we give general case now just to make a person yani, uh, afraid or bewaring from falling into these cases. Hmm? Oh yes, yani, uh, when, when the case starts with small things, it could lead to the big things. And the big things could be Jahannam, na'udhu billah. 
يعني دون اولوز ازرت سبحانه وتعالى دخل يبك ولا تتبعوا خطوات الشيطان شيطان هاز ستبس he doesn't jump into the person to make him kafir directly but he takes uh, as a Muslim of course he takes him piece by piece in the beginning this then this then this then then uh, as soon as he is يعني, the more he is touched and when we touch more more and more it will be smooth so iman also could be smooth iman could be smooth so in the beginning person he does not want to see any picture at home he does not want to hear any kind of music they tell him yeah sheikh shahada some scholars they say this and some having not agreed on all يعني. so he okay, خلاص, small music maybe mobile music يعني, شوية شوية. later on he will end up بالله, with more and more maybe he will fall into shirk or polytheism because of that uh, if I don't remember if I don't forget the case of the imam he mentioned the case of zikr after salah did you get the, what he said he said it in Arabic if you got it alhamdulillah otherwise he means that the sunnah of Muhammad وسلم, that zikr after salah should be pronounced highly not of course uh, so high but that was happening upon the hadith of Ibn Abbas عنهم, he said I knew well, he was so young he doesn't go to the masjid of course he said I knew that Muhammad وسلم, and sahaba finished their salah by hearing their zikr astaghfirullah 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 allahumma anta salam minka salam and so on these are heard by Ibn Abbas while he was outside of the masjid people now they do or maybe they, heard, they just make enough for themselves no zikr after salah should be loud of course not so loud that will, hold, will, will bother the ones who are having one or two rak'ahs left yes of course by the way there was, there was having a story a few weeks ago I prayed in the masjid on al-ulayya not al-ulayya there around that place we will go to peace, peace TV okay huh? exit 5 yeah I prayed in the masjid in the, in the uh, neighborhood and after that al-maghrib I started to make dhikr loudly so one guy beside me a'udhu billah ish hada a'udhu billah kul dahat sudda 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 what happened to you ya akhi hala sunnah a'udhu billah a'udhu billah alif akuntu subhanallah alhamdulillah 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 la ilaha illallah wa la sharika this is sunnah now as, as the imam said actually he said now because people do not do this people think that this is bid'ah subhanallah when, when sunnah is left later on people will think this is bid'ah now if you go in, in, to the streets and start to make takbir like on, on the 10th of the hijjah the 10 days of the hijjah or uh, before eid and further you go to the streets and say la ilaha illallah akbar allah is he okay okay is he okay? Well, the other guy who is making songs in the streets, nobody says oh, he's okay. See now how things go up and down? Why? Because of us. We Muslims are doing this. We, are, we Muslims are really the reason for that. If every Muslim really, when he sees the wrong thing happening, he will kill the person. Yes, yani, when you step in, in the traffic light and you see a person who is making music, and do, 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 say, then he will be ashamed of himself. I have seen this by myself so many times. And if you, like in, in, in the Ashraf al-Hijjah, you walk in the street and you make the takbir at home, at the street, at your office, then people will be خلاص, familiar to this. Now people are not familiar to this. They think this is bid'ah or this is crazy. Why this guy is talking to himself? And he's making zikr. Say, this guy is okay, he's not okay, he's talking to himself. Now he's making zikr, yeah. But if he's singing, if he's shouting, if he's cursing the others, 
is all right. This is familiar. This is okay. Subhanallah al-Azim. So that's what Muhammad told us in the, in the hadith, that people when they leave the sunnah, there are people who think the sunnah is bid'ah. And bid'ah is sunnah. Nasallahu al-Afiq. Jazakum al-Khayyaf for listening. See you inshallah next week.